0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast studio with a dear friend, Nathan Wagnon.
0: What's up, Emma Daughter?
1: Nathan, it's good to
0: have you back. It's good to be in here.
1: You know, it's always a pleasure.
0: You know, here's the thing guys, if you've if you've been around Watermark for a minute, you know, I was on staff for a while. And uh, did a podcast called the Equipping Podcast, which they've mm-hmm. revamped now. It's, so it's you back. should totally check it out, right? But back in the day when I was doing that, they had us in some closet. Oh like, yeah,
1: it was it was a way closet. over
0: there, <laughs> it was like scary. tucked away back. Well, if you could see this now, like Emma daughter is totally in here, ball and shot call in, <laughs> with all of this awesome podcast gear, and I'm 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 a little bit jealous. I'm going to be honest.
1: It's a blessing. You've got a podcast. I, Several I with yeah. the Eden Project. We'll that link those in the description. If you want yeah. to hear more from Nathan, yeah. he's been on Join the Journey before. We'll drop those in the description. And he's doing amazing work with the Eden
0: Project. Yeah, theedenproject.com. But make sure it's articular. Make sure you put the V the on there. Or Otherwise, it take it'll take you to, take you to s- a weird like biodome land restoration thing. Yeah. The Edenproject.com.
1: Important distinction. It okay. is. You ready to jump yeah, in? Yeah, what
0: are we talking about today?
1: Second Samuel seven sixteen. Oh, Why is David's throne secure forever? It's a good one. I'm going to just pitch it to you. Okay. You get to take the mic. <laughs> You're teaching us today, Nathan.
0: All right, sweet. As you, the Join the Journey audience, know, the scriptures are really one, and I'm going to steal uh, the language from our friends at Bible Project, but mm-hmm. the scriptures are are one unified story of redemption right, that has at its very center the one man, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? So whenever you're looking at something like Second Samuel 7, where Yahweh is interacting with David in a really unique way, in the history of the salvation that God is working out, kind of post train wreck that happened in Eden, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the rebellion and exile that, that came from our rebellion against Yahweh, he's going, hey, actually, I love you guys, I love you so much. I'm not gonna leave you, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna start this long process that starts in Genesis 12, right, where the mm-hmm. Lord kind of Yahweh taps Abram on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey, bro, you want to do this thing?" And he's like, "All right, let's do it." And so you have the Abrahamic covenant, right, which is which spans the the entire all of reality, frankly. But then you also see the Which Lord... Is
1: land, seed, and blessing. That's
0: right. Yep. That, I mean, basically what Yahweh's doing with Abraham is, is he's going, hey, you know all this stuff that started with the fall where things were fractured, not whole anymore... People are at war with each other. Like um, people are not blessed. Their families are divided. Like mm-hmm. the, even the land is divided. Like it's people, boundaries are drawn and people are warring with each other. And basically what Yahweh tells Abraham, Abraham is, hey, I'm going to reverse all that. Like through you, land, seed, blessing. Mm-hmm. He's talking about holding, he's talking about Eden restored, right? This is Eden, right. Pro- this is Eden project right here. <laughs> and so the kind of a, a, a significant chapter in that grand kind of meta narrative is is Yahweh going, hey, from the very beginning, the what theologians would call the proto mm-hmm. the very first gospel in Genesis 3, where Yahweh says, hey, I know that uh, sin has entered the world, but I'm going to rescue you guys. Mm-hmm. And the serpent, this chaos creature, right? He's going to strike the woman's child, his heel, mm-hmm. right? But he's going to crush his head. And you're like, what? A, stu- a stubbed Which is toe so, versus a crushed head. Oh my gosh. Because, I mean, what he's saying is there is going to be one who comes mm-hmm. who has the capacity not just to kill a snake. That's not the point, right? right? The point is that somebody shows up and has the capacity, ha- has the type of heel <laughs> that has the ability to literally like bring order out of chaos. Mm. Has the capacity to crush... The chaos creature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is cosmic, right? Right. So, anyway, Yahweh's going, Hey, along this journey, the things that are happening, we learn this, I mean, obviously later in the book of Hebrews, but the things that are happening in the Old Testament are all pointing to this, this whatever this thing is going to be, right, right? Right. And so, in the Old Testament, people are going, Well, h- how do we know? And yet, what Yahweh's doing consistently is he's, he's showing up, being present with his people. And and he's reminding them over and over and he's making promises over and over. But he's not just making promises. He's also fulfilling them for mm-hmm. them. So he's like, hey, check this out. And then he does it. And they're like, well, that was awesome. Yeah. Right? He's like, yeah. So it's not just that I did the thing. It's that I did the thing. But I told you I was going to do the thing. And I and I kept my promise, mm-hmm. which is instruction. It's Torah It's the, it's, it's Yahweh going, I can be trusted, right? right? Well, central to all of that in the whole history of salvation is, is Yahweh showing up and going, Hey, it's not just a, a prophet. It's not just a Moses and it's not just a priest. It's not just an Aaron or a Melchizedek, right? Right. It's also a king. Hmm. And so when you get into the monarchy, I mean, obviously, Saul is the first king of Israel, but that turns into a pretty big train wreck. Oh, yeah. And then the one who, you know, uh, succeeds him, this this shepherd boy, which I always like, you know, for the ladies, it's always kind of nice, a description of David, right? He's like, he's rugged and handsome. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And all the ladies are like, woo,
1: David, yeah.
0: But then he goes and that, like.
1: That's what I do when I read my Bible. But, but then Point.
0: he goes, well, if you don't, then you're reading it wrong because that's what it's supposed to do, <laughs> yeah. right? It's supposed to you're make right. you go, woo. David. Oh, his curly hair and ruggishly good looks. Anyway, he takes a giant sword and cuts the dude's head off. Right. So it's pretty gnarly too. Right. Yeah. It's totally epic. But Yahweh, because David is faithful in the same way that Abram or Abraham Mm -hmm. is faithful to Yahweh, David is going, no, I, I take you at your word, you know, and that qualifies him, so to speak, his faith qualifies him to be the type of person that Yahweh says, okay, I will covenant with you, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: The same thing happens in the the Abrahamic covenant, right? It's it's not just that Abram said, yeah, I have faith. His faith was tested, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, kill your son, right? So there's a there these covenants are being verified, so to speak, mm-hmm. and David's is living the kind of again not a perfect life. We're about to talk about that next time, right? But yeah. but he's living the kind of life that qualifies him to become the the type of person that Yahweh goes, hey, I will covenant with you. Mm-hmm. Not talking about a works based salvation, not talking about anything like that. We're just saying like in the same way that someone places their faith in Jesus and goes, I trust you, mm-hmm. right? It's the same way thing with Yahweh going, hey, I want to do this with you, and David goes, I trust you. And he's like, all right, sweet. Then we're doing the mm-hmm. thing, right? And what Yahweh chooses to do with David is to say that, hey, dude, my my house, my throne, my kingdom is going to reign, mm-hmm. right? And it's got to go through somebody's line and you're the guy. And so what happens is- in early... What does that
1: mean, people listening, that the kingdom will go through somebody's line?
0: So it's like the British monarchy, right? Like- We had a queen, Elizabeth, but then her son becomes the king. It's King Charles, right? Right. Now he's the king of England. Mm -hmm. And so, like, royal line, bloodline, those kinds of things were the types of things that through that line, you're passing on promise. Mm -hmm. So, like, and then... The the next guy is going to be Charles's son, you know, right. William, and then his son, and so like that that's the way it's always been. And so Yahweh is accommodating. He's going, hey, I'm 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 working with you within these systems to show that somebody from your line, somebody from your house, right, will always sit on this throne. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're David, you're like, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, you know, love it. Now, what I think nobody could really appreciate was it's one thing for your biological son to take the throne and, and be in power, mm-hmm. right? It's a whole other thing when the God of the universe, the second person of the Trinity, literally the theological term is the, the theanthropic being, mm-hmm. the God-man. Like, that dude shows up and becomes a man, mm-hmm. right? And he's from the house, of David. <laughs> right. And, and, oh, and by his the way, name is Jesus, I mean, at the end of the day, like to use Isaiah's language, his name is Emmanuel, mm. right? Is God is with us, which going all the way back to Abram is the Lord. And really not even Abram. It goes all the way back to Eden where Yahweh creates his images and puts them in his garden and he's walking with them in the cool of the mm-hmm. day. And that intimacy, that relational intimacy that withness of God with his people becomes fractured. And God is on a very long road forward to go, I'm restoring that, mm. right? And I'm using these people along the way right. to ultimately point to the one who, when he shows up, it is the, the final and the ful- fulfillment of all of these things so that his name could appropriately be called L with us, God, mm. right? And- That's why the Davidic covenant is so critical because it's, it is heralding the coming of the King, Mm -hmm. the return of the King. (laughs) (laughs) And in the
1: Davidic covenant, of course, God's saying, Hey, in verse 16, your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me, your throne shall be established forever. Mm -hmm. It can be forever because Jesus will rule
0: forever. That's right. Yeah. He does rule forever. Good luck trying to kill Jesus. Even when you do it. He comes back to life.
1: That's right. When those listening, as we wrap up, when mm-hmm. they think about the Davidic covenant, obviously they should think about the throne being established forever. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. rules forever. What else do they need to know about
0: this covenant? It represents God's intention from the beginning.
1: Mm.
0: Um, so, what do you see in what do you see in Revelation twenty-one and twenty-two? Right? You see Eden restored. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the culmination of God's Eden project. And what God is doing is He's going. Hey, I didn't. Uh, I mean, John and his vision is going. I didn't see a temple there. Mm -hmm. There was no sun. You don't need that, right? You don't need a temple. Why? Because God's with us, Mm -hmm. like fully. I mean, which is why the the Holy of Holies or the uh, the city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God is shaped like a cube, because the only place in the temple that was shaped like a cube was the Holy of Holies, right? Where the presence of God was. The temple is an archetype of what's going to be, Mm. and so when you think about the Davidic covenant, you should well, ultimately you should just think about one thing and that is Jesus. <laughs> like he is the fulfillment of that. But then also what Jesus is coming to do to, to inaugurate and institute the kingdom of God in such a way that there is natural human flourishing everywhere you go because the one who is sitting on the throne is righteous mm. and good and he loves you. So much. So much. So much that uh, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have the life the the eternal kind of life
1: It's good Nathan thank you for being here heck
0: yeah I love it you'll be
1: back in a couple days
0: hey peace out
1: see you then and as always I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together
0: the Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas you can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media just search Watermark Church all one word To read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com and thank you guys for listening.